Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Red and White Authority. This is episode 190. I'm Art Regner. And as always, the Red and White Authority is brought to you by Labatt Blue. It is the official Canadian beer of the Detroit Red Wings. Whether it's winter, spring, summer, or fall, what better way to end your day than with an ice-cold, frothy Labatt Blue? But we do ask that you drink our premium beer responsibly. Let's go now go to our guest, and it is a Grand Rapids Griffin slash Detroit Red Wing goaltender. Alex Nadalkovich joins us, and uh, Alex, uh, thanks for joining us. It's always great to catch up with you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Art. Yeah, I would, uh, first of all, let's uh, look at the season thus far for Grand Rapids. Uh, uh, 15 games, you're 8 Four and two. Your save percentage is 920. Goals against 2.50. And you have one shutout. I would how would you assess your time in Grand Rapids thus far? Uh I'd say it's been pretty good. Um pretty consistent. Uh I'd say. I think um when we're as we're recording this right now, we, we had just played Rockford at home uh last night. Um and that would I, I think would probably be and we won 5-4, uh, but that would probably be, be my first game that I kind of would look at and be like, you know, I, I didn't really have it tonight. Like, it was just a uh, couple couple funny goals, a couple ugly goals. Um, but, uh, you know, we found a way to win. Um, we're in a little bit of a playoff hunt right now, playoff chase. Uh, you know, we got some, some work to do going forward. But um, I think we're, we're kind of – Headed headed in the right direction. So. Yeah, yeah. While well, the Griffins, forty six games played, twenty twenty two, one overtime loss, two shootout losses, forty four points. Uh, I can you describe what it is like to play in Grand Rapids? I've been there many times. I mean, it's a it's a pretty great environment and obviously a pretty good city to play in. Yeah, I never uh, I never been to to GR before. Um, you know, when uh, my time in Charlotte, uh, I either wasn't on the wasn't on the roster when we made the trip to GR, and then after my first year, we actually we didn't come. We switched conferences, so we never came back out this way. But um, it's a pretty cool place to play. The uh, Van Andel Arena gets rocking. Um, we've got really good crowds uh, almost every night, uh, at least every night that I've you know I've been here for our home games. Um, you know, and, and it's a cool little city too. A lot lot going on. Um, so it, it's been fun. You know, I, I'd say I've enjoyed my time here so far. How is, has the, uh, um, the, the, I don't know, this is a, t- it's not really a tough question to ask me, but I go back to, I, I believe it was the last game you played for the wings before you were, uh, uh, sent to Grand Rapids where I, I'm, I mean, I had a lot of empathy for you. You just looked like it was like you were saying, "Hey, fellas, if I had the answer, what's been going on, I would tell you." And I don't know if it's a low point or or what, but at that moment, were you just searching for anything to help you turn your game around? Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I it was obviously wasn't the start to the season that anybody envisioned um wasn't the start of the year that i obviously wanted uh and it was tough and i i actually i felt like the last the you know the last maybe week leading up to that game um and i remember the game very very clearly um 
I was actually starting to feel a lot better about my game, where it was at, uh, and was kind of just getting out of my head a little bit. And I thought that for the most part in that game, I was playing pretty free. I wasn't thinking a lot. Um, and I, and it, it, I felt like I was just myself. Um, unfortunately, obviously the game went the way it did and it was a pretty ugly loss. Um, they had a couple, a couple goals that, you know, they worked for, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to lie for they, they worked for the, for their goals and um, right. they capitalized on some of our mistakes, but it, to me, the game felt different than the first, however many games that I played or the last couple of games where, you know, I was, I just wasn't, I was giving up some, some really bad goals. And then I look at back to that game and I remember going over video the next day and I'm like, this really wasn't that it wasn't that bad of a game like looking at as an individual obviously you give up five goals that's not what you want to do but if i we look at the five and i'm like i don't think i would change much of anything on on almost any of them maybe one goal i give i give up a bad rebound on or a tough rebound but um you know the rest of them i was like one was a deflection that puck was going high blocker the guy tips it goes off the ice then bounces back over me one was like i had the puck i got i had the puck in my glove it gets knocked out and you know the guy just kind of finds a way to put the puck in the net one was a breakaway like i you know i i felt good with where my game was at but obviously with, with how things were going prior to that and then just how ugly of a loss it was coming off of a big win in, in Tampa two nights prior. You know, it just kind of felt like, yeah, like a low point, like the, the floor had kind of been pulled from underneath my feet. So, right. Well, you know, I mean, it was a, it was a five to one loss. Um, you uh, faced, I believe, 41 shots. And, uh, uh, you know, in Florida is still, even though, you know, they've had their struggles this season too. When they get cranking, they're still a pretty high-powered offense. And at that point, and, you know, when you break it down, because, you know, you guys, and when I mean you guys, I mean players, they're their own worst critic. They're harder on themselves than any coach or any fan could be. Uh, uh, when, when you look at it and you are sent down to Grand Rapids, was there something specific that you thought you needed to work on or did it come to a point where you said, listen, I just got to start playing games and, you know, my game will come together? No, it was just, uh, it was the second part there. It was just, I just need to play some games. I mean, I'd gone a month without playing. I think it was just under a month um, without playing a game. And, that, you know, that's a long time to, time to right. go without playing for anybody, let alone, you know, a goalie, you know, if, um, to, to get into it. It's, it's hard to get into a rhythm when you're only playing every so often. And even before that, um, you know, I was only playing maybe every two weeks or so. Um, and obviously, Hoos was playing great. And, and you know, it's kind of tough to, to not play him when he was doing so well. And, and I was obviously having my struggles. But, um, you know, at the same time, like I said, it's hard to find, you know, it's hard to, to feel confident, you know, when you're just kind of practicing and, and you're not getting the results in games. And, and then obviously going, 
a month without playing, it, it's tough. So um, needed to do something. Uh, I thought the conditioning stint was going to be good and, and give me a chance to play a lot of games in a short amount of time. I think I played six games in like 11 <laughs> days. Um, and I felt pretty good at, like after it. Um, I felt pretty good during it, honestly. Like I just went in with a clean head and a clear head and when, like, when you, know, you good, so. well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad for you, Alex. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, you, you know, I've talked to you many, many times. I've always enjoyed your conversation. You are our celebrity uh, picker for our uh, for our fantasy hockey draft. A little bit behind the scenes. I mean, you, you know, you're very uh, uh, you're very gracious and very upfront with your time. And yeah. well, I, I hope you, I hope you didn't drop me on your fantasy team. Well, you know what, I have. I hope you, you've I hope you hung on to me. I know you kept telling me, and I told you I would. So uh, you know, and, and we're doing well. We're doing well. I mean, I I, I thought you and Shesterkin together would be the dynamic duel, and uh, uh, that could still happen. That could still definitely yeah. happen. Uh, with that said, though, what I you know I I also remember covering a practice, and I know that uh, you had a uh, Derek Lalonde. Uh, or Lalone, I should say, the, the the Wings coach. You had like a long practice. It was at the Belfour Center at Center Ice. What's going? I know what goes on in the room stays in the room, and I totally respect that. But what when you're interacting with a coach when things aren't going well, are are they encouraging you? Are they kicking you in the pants? Is it a little bit of both? What transpires as you're trying to work your way out of it when you were in Detroit? Uh, I'd say it probably differs from guy to guy. I think, I think what makes a good coach is obviously being able to communicate with, with everybody as an individual and then knowing obviously how to communicate with, with the team as a group and as a whole. Um, cause you know, there's different ways to do it and you can't go about, you know, talking or like trying to, you know, critique or or go over something the same way with maybe two guys, you know, like one guy might be a little bit, one guy might be more sensitive, right. To some criticisms and not that you'd have to baby this guy, but you know, there's ways you can kind of go about explaining something or critiquing or criticizing things without making them, you know, feel degraded and and whatnot. And then with other guys, and this all comes with obviously as you get to know the player and know the person better, you know, with the other guy, you might be able to be a little bit more upfront and a little bit more um, critical, you know, right to them. But that, you know, to that person, that might be fine. You know, that might be what they need. They need you to, to uh, you know, tell it to you up front and give it to, you know, give it to you straight and, and not sugarcoat things. Um, you know, and I feel like that's kind of the way that, it, you know, for me, it was like, I just need, I needed everybody to be upfront with me and to be honest with me. I, I mean, you know, I, it wasn't a secret. I knew I wasn't playing well. So, um, you know, I just needed to find a way to get through it, needed to get out of my own head. And, um, you know, things well, played out the way they did. So, well, you know, I, the reason I asked that is because Lalone is a former goaltender himself. And, you know, his story in a way is, is pretty interesting, too. I mean, he, you know, he, he spent 27 years in the profession before he got his shot at the NHL. I am wondering, does he have empathy because he's a former goalie when he is talking to you? You know, that 
hey, I, I mean, I, I know this position and, you know, let's just talk or something. I, I, I don't know. Was he a good guy to bounce stuff off of? No, we never really had a uh, conversation like that. Um, no, I, I, I don't think so. Even last year with, uh, with Blash, you know, obviously being a goalie himself. Um, right. Never really had a, uh, you know, conversation about how, you know, how do we stop the puck or, you know, what's going on <laughs> with this. No, I, they, they've, they've left that uh, obviously with Sal last year and with Westy this year. Right. Um, you know, they left it to those guys to kind of handle things that way. Um, so how about, how about with, uh, with Huso? I mean, the thing I, and I've told you this before, I always find very interesting. You're sort of in competition with your, uh, with your goaltending partner yet. You're the only, for the most part on most rosters, there's only two of you where I would imagine you have to have a friendly competition. Was Huso very encouraging to you too, as you're working uh, this thing out. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were, like you said, there was a healthy competition there and obviously he had gotten off to, you know, a really good start to the year. And, um, you know, the, the games that he's played up to this point in the season, he's earned every, every single minute of it. Um, you know, he's a big reason why the guys are where they are in the standings and, and why they have a, a legitimate chance at, at making a playoff at making the playoffs this year is because, he's won games for them. He's stolen games for them and um, he's given them consistency that they've needed. Um, you know, uh, so, but like you said, you know, there's only one other guy in that locker room that knows exactly what you're going through as a goalie and that's your partner. So, you know, you know, both of us have had some tough games, obviously me more so than him, but you know, we both, we were both there for each other through that. Just, talking out whatever it is you had to talk out or you know what whatever was going on so um you know i think for me i think it's important to have that relationship you know you don't have to be best buddies but i think you need to have a little bit of a closer relationship than maybe with most of the guys on the team just because like i said you're the only two that really know what's going on and um inside each other's head you know for the most part so right well he you know it's you know you you both have had kind of similar paths um, and, 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 you know, very much when given the opportunity, you and Carolina, uh, Villy last year with the St. Louis Blues, you both excelled at that opportunity. And, uh, you know, and then Villy got hurt and, you know, he had some struggles himself. But what I'm curious about is, is that you're right around the same age. And I, I would imagine that even being right around the same age, which sometimes is important because even though he's from Finland and you're from and I will say it there, uh, Alex, Ohio, uh, but uh, th- that you, you share kind of similar paths. Is that, does that actually help as well? Because when you're talking about what you've gone through, he has gone through a very similar situation. Um, I think so. I don't know. I think it's more just getting to know the person. Um not the hockey player, honestly. Right. And, right. you know, he's from everything that I heard before I met him, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, he's really easy going. Uh, he had a good attitude. And everything, you know, that was said about him has been true. Um, you know, ever since I met him from, you know, a couple of days before camp and getting an all throughout the first half of the season. So, you know, 
I mean, couldn't ask for a better partner. I don't think he's been great. Um, I'm sure, you know, Magnus is loving his time there too, getting to know him as well. So he, obviously he's a great guy himself. So, um, you know, can't say enough nice things about him. Well, yeah, I, and, and you know, I, and the reason why I, I'm asking this, Alex, is because when you're sent down to Grand Rapids, uh, at that point, did the Red Wings give you any indication of what the plan was for you specifically, or did some of your Red Wing teammates, again, what goes on in the room stays in the room, reach out to you and offer words of encouragement? Um, yeah, I had a couple guys reach out, you know, um, trying to think of how I can say this without saying too much. Um, That's why I respect no, you, Alex. I mean, you're an upfront yeah, guy. There was, uh, there was a point, you know, we had, I, Steve, um, you know, right after the new year there, uh, you know, about the conditioning stint. And I obviously, you know, as a player, you have to agree to go to do a conditioning right. stint. And, and obviously, you know, I needed to play some games. I hadn't played games in a while. So, uh, you know, I was on board with it. it. GR had a very favorable schedule that they were, they, they had six games in a row, obviously Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, two weeks in a row, all at home. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to play six games here in two weeks, um, you know, and then hopefully, you know, obviously it was just a conditioning stint, so I had to come back up eventually when it was done and was hoping that if I did well enough, you know, it was going to – I'd at least get myself one more opportunity to show that I can, you know, that I've kind of bounced back, that I've found my game and that I can be – a consistent part to that team, a, con a contributor to that team in a positive way. Um, and, you know, obviously uh, wasn't enough, you know, my those six games didn't do enough to, uh, to, you know, whoever it was to stat the staff to see there was a benefit in keeping me up there. So, you know, it is what it is, you know, here I am and got put on waivers and nothing really you can do other than just make the most of your situation. So, you know, came down here, these guys needed a little bit of help and, you know, now we're in a, you know, we have, like I said earlier, we have a lot of work to do to, to catch up to the playoff teams and, and, and get ourselves in a good position for the playoffs. But, uh, it's part of it, you know, and, um, all I can do is just show up to work every day, show up to the rink bring a good attitude and, um, you know, like I said, hopefully be consistent and give these guys a chance to win every single night. So, when, you, you know, and, 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 and getting down to Grand Rapids at that point, uh, it, uh, you know, does Ben Simon sit you down and talk to you or, uh, you know, Ben, obviously a, a very good coach and experienced coach. Uh, uh, you know, he had his trials and tribulations as a player as well. Uh, what was that conversation like when you get to GR and they say, okay, Alex, essentially you're the man. No, we didn't, I didn't have a conversation with, uh, with Benny about it. Um, nothing really with anybody along the lines of that. Um, I just, you know, I came down, I was talking with, um, uh, 
Brian Wilson, our goalie coach, you know, I was talking with Beamer and it was just, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm good to go. Um, obviously I haven't played a lot this year, but you know, I'll be ready to play. And if you want to play me every night, play me every night. If you're going to, you know, if you, obviously if you got a different plan in mind, you know, it is what it is. But, um, I just told him, I'm like, I'll be ready, you know, use me how you want to and, uh, try to do the best I can. So, um, obviously gotten off to a decent start uh, and uh you know like i said hopefully we can kind of get the ball rolling here and put together a nice little win streak a couple win streaks before the season's over and get ourselves in a playoff spot you know i i we, things have been going well for you and i wonder if you can comment because i i, I know you're you know you've played in the 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 ahl before but Truly, and I know, I guess it arguably, but uh, I think most people consider it the second best league in the entire world. Can you talk about, you know, the, the level and the competition and what you're facing every night in the AHL? I mean, it's not the NHL. We all know that. Yet, in its own right, it's a pretty darn competitive league. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very competitive league. Obviously, you've got guys that are at this level that, definitely could probably play in the NHL. Um, but, you know, there's a reason why the NHL is the best league in the world, and that's because there's the best players in it. Um, you know, and, and it's very hard to, to stick around. So, but it's, you know, you've got a mix of guys that have, that are kind of nearing the end of their career. Um, and then you've got guys that are coming straight out of college or straight out of juniors um, or making their first trip overseas to play in North America and getting used to living on their own, getting used to the professional lifestyle and having to worry about paying rent and getting groceries and all that stuff, right? Worrying about normal things that the average person goes through, right? Um, you know, it, it's now it's life. This is your life. This is your job. It's not just, uh, you know, something it's not just junior hockey where you're living with the host family it's not college where you're living in a dorm or you're living in a house with a couple buddies that you know you go to class and then you go to practice and whatnot so it, this is you know it's the real world now um so it, it i think it's great i think it, it it's great and not only on the ice but off the ice for for guys to learn how to become young men and adults yeah and, and it's uh and, you know, obviously I know uh, with, with your leadership and the personality that you have that, you know, you've been a really good addition to that team and and you've stabilized the goaltending. And you're playing with another, uh, uh, your partner uh, for the most part has been Victor uh, Bratstrom. Uh, what can you tell us about Victor? How are you guys getting along and, and what type of uh, goalie is he? Yeah, yeah, no, we've been good. It's been great. You know, I, like I said earlier, you need to have that good relationship with, you know, with your partner and um, another soft-spoken guy. Um, so, you know, I think we've been, we've been good. You know, we're always, you know, we're supporting each other on the ice and practice. And, um, you know, he had a, you know, a tough night the other night, obviously things didn't go the way he wanted to or anybody really wanted to, but you know, that's part of it. You, you know, you tap him on the pads, you give him a pat on the back, you say, hey, just shake it off. Don't worry about it. And, um, you know, just, you know, get ready for the next one. So, um, you know, but yeah, it's been great. It's been, it's been good. Another great guy to, uh, to have him by your side for sure. 
you know, Alex, I, you know, I, this is kind of an awkward conversation for me because I'm, I'm more used to just like, I'll be honest, screwing around with you. You know, we have, all, you know, I always enjoy talking to you, as I've said many times already during this podcast. But, you know, when you walk into a room and a guy like Adam Ernie, who has been a good Red Wing, much like yourself for a long period of time, he gets waved. He's down there. Is there anything? I mean, it's such a business. You guys are players. You know how the game uh, on and off the ice is played. Yet when Ernie walks into that room for the first time, do you say something to him? Because obviously you've played together in Detroit. Um, no, I mean, I sent him a text when, uh, when I, you know, he got, when he cleared and he got sent down, I just said, Hey, you know, I just reached out, tried to figure out what his plans were at that time. I think we were just starting our all-star breakdown here. So, um, you know, just trying to see what his plans were when he was coming down and whatnot. Um, if he needed anything, you know, uh, let him, you know, to let me know or whatnot. But, um, you know, he's, he's a professional. He understands the position that he's in. And um, it's very similar to myself where we're both on expiring contracts. Um, now we're obviously we're trying to find our game, play down here and, um, you know, make the most of uh, the situation that we're in. So, you know, it's obviously it, it's tough going down leagues, but, uh, you, you know, the only way you're going to get back up there, you, the only way you're going to get through it is if you just kind of show up and, and you move on and you, you, you try to turn it into a positive. So, um, you know, and I think that's what he's done. He's been pretty good. He's had a good attitude, a good mindset, and, uh, you know, the short time that he's been here so far. Right. Well, that well that well that's good to hear because, you know, I, I, obviously – uh, you know, being what I do and, you know, I, I'm objective, believe it or not, but I do, you know, uh, you know, I do develop relationships when you see players or, or people every single day, you can't help but develop relationships with them on, on a level that, uh, that goes beyond, uh, uh, professionals, shall I say. And, and, you know, you know them as people and, you know, and it, it, you know, that's a, the most difficult thing from my perspective always is, is when, you know, things aren't working out for a player for whatever particular reason and moves are made, you know, I always feel kind of bad, you know? I mean, I, I, in all honesty, I just feel, well, you know, Alex will get it together or Ernie will get it together or whatever happens. I wish the best of, 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 of all you guys because you've all treated me so well and I can't help but, uh, uh, you know, repay, repay that and just and wish for the best. With that said, I am kind of curious Um I know Horkoff's the general manager, Ben's the coach. Obviously, Steve runs everything. Um, do you do you believe that if you continue playing as you have, that eventually you will be back in Detroit? Uh, do you have that? I know that maybe you have that own personal belief, but do you get a feeling from the organization that that's going to happen? Um, I don't know. Um, it's tough. They're playing well right now. Uh, you know, they're on a little bit of a roll. They've won four in a row up to this point. And, uh, you know, it's tough to, you don't really ever want to make changes, um, when things are going good, you know, you, obviously they're going good for a reason. The guys are, they've got good chemistry going, they're buzzing that you don't, you don't really want to like, like, uh, saying that I like, you, you know, you don't fix something if it isn't broke, right? you know? So, you know, I don't think that, you know, you'd want to tinker with something and, um, you know, I, I try not to think about it like that, honestly, you know, 
you know, obviously I want to, that's where I want to be is I want to be in the NHL, but, uh, you know, I just got to worry about what's going on today, you know, what I did today. And, um, you know, that that's, what's gotten me in trouble in the past is worrying about the future, worrying about tomorrow. Um, then you start overthinking things, you know, now it's just about, uh, you know, the way that I, the only way that I can play my best and be as consistent as I can be is if I worry about myself, worry about what I can control and, uh, showing up to the rink, you know, every right. morning and, uh, giving a good, honest effort and, uh, recovering and, and preparing myself to, to do it all over again the next day. So. Well, I, you know, I, I, I want to look, uh, there, you know, you're playing with several, uh, uh, Red Wing prospects right now, and if you would, uh, I, I'd like to ask you about a, a couple of uh, of younger Griffins Red Wings that you have played with, and if you could just tell me what you you know think of them or or what you've seen in their game since you've been in GR. So I'd like to start off with uh, uh, with Cross Hannis, um, who is in his first year pro. Uh, uh, what can you tell us about Cross? Yeah, he's a good kid. Um, he's a good kid. He's young. He, you know, he's got that. You can tell he, he's just got that <laughs> love for the game, that kind of innocence where it's just like, you know, he's out there and he's, you know, he, he, he's a very skilled player, very talented player. Um, and he's just enjoying the game, uh, which is great. He obviously got, he got hurt when we were down in Texas a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, it was tough to see him go down, especially playing in front of some family of his. So, um, you know, hopefully we can get him back here soon. He's a, he's a key part of this team and, uh, you know, but it, it's been good to get to know him. He's a great guy off the ice too. He's, he's always, seems like he's, he's always smiling. So it's, uh, you know, it's good to have that, uh, around the room. Right. Yeah. He was, uh, he was injured February 3rd in Texas. Uh, uh, so far 17 points in 30 games, nine goals. And, uh, uh, eight assists and uh, uh, continuing right along. Uh, I, 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 there are a couple of uh, certainly um, defensemen that you're playing with uh, that uh, Red Wing fans are have heard a lot about and are kind of eager uh, uh, from from that aspect about what they're uh, um, how well they're doing. And you know, let's let let's start off. He had a four point night last night against uh, Rockford, but uh, Simon Edvinson. What have you seen from Simon? Yeah, he's uh, he, you know, he's been playing great ever since I've been down here. He's been playing with a lot of confidence, um, a lot of swagger, and and a little bit of grit too, uh, which I don't think you you saw in the preseason, and um, you know, I think that that really will benefit his game in the long run is playing with that little bit of grit, that little edge, um, because he's a big guy, he's a big body, and he, you know, he, he uses it, and it, he, he handles the puck really well. He's a very good skater, and last night was one of those nights. You know, he, he obviously he got rewarded. He was using his his skills and his talents and his size to his advantage. Um, you know, the goal that he scored it was a little bit of an ugly one where he drove wide and he he you know he, he made his way around the defender and and kind of threw the puck on net and went off a of skating in. But they all count the same and. You know, he had a couple of good assists too, and um, yeah, I think he was. I think somebody said he was plus five on the night, honestly. So, wow. like plus four, or plus five, like he had a really good night. Um, you know, and he he's had a lot of like 
you know, he might not have had a lot of nights so far where he's, you know, he's got two, three or four points, um, you know, but that the offense will come, um, you know, as he gets older and as he kind of learns, you know, the game, how the game's played it, um, on this side of the world and all that, and he gets more confident and he gets a little bigger and a little stronger, you know, he starts finding those seams and, and being able to float pucks in from the point. Um, but, uh, yeah, oh, it's 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 great having him. I'm always, you know, I always feel good when he's on the ice, and I've got the confidence that you know when he's out there, you know, he's going to be in the, uh, the right spot, and uh, you know, hopefully make a good play. So yeah, yeah you know, I, that, that, well, that's really good to hear. Now he's a left-handed shot. I know you played with Mo Sider, uh, and uh, uh, you know, Simon's a little taller than Mo. Uh, but, but, you know, they look at lefty and they look at a righty and they're thinking, wow, this could be the Red Wings' n- number one defensive pair uh, for at least a decade or so. Uh, but they're different players, right? I mean, you can't really look at what Mo has done and immediately think that that's going to transfer to Simon. No, you you can't. As soon, once you start, it's, it's not fair to... To, to guys you know once you start comparing them to you know other players and um then you set you're setting like these expectations and um everybody's going to grow at their own rate and everybody's gonna you know their careers are going to play out like they, they they do and um a lot of times it's shaped on you know where they're put in in the lineup and if what kind of opportunities they're given because you, you know you can have a guy that's you know gone up through juniors or college had a great you know, junior and amateur career and then right. you get to the minors and, and, you know, they're doing well in the minors and, you know, they're, they're putting points up or there's just, you know, they're having good solid careers, you know, first couple of years there. And for some reason they never make the jump, you know, like they, they kind of seem to have plateaued and, and, the, and the American, you know, at, at the American league level. And it's like, well, why was that? Like what happened? And sometimes it's just as simple as, you know the opportunity never presented itself for whatever reason you know like the you know so whether it was you weren't given one from the organization or it's just you know the way things have played out there was something else happened whatever it was you know it's a lot of it is opportunity and um you know i I definitely think i can definitely see simon having a long career and a successful one at the national in the national league but uh you know as far as seeing that, you know, him and Mo are going to be the same where they're going to be the top, the top D pair for a while. You never know. Um, right. You know, a lot of things can happen. I mean, I'm not bagging on anybody, you know, obviously, but you know, Benny and Mo, everybody had the two of them slated together to start the year and to finish the year. Right. And that was right. going to be that number one D pairing. And obviously Wally, you know, when Wally got healthy and he stepped in there, he played his way to that top D pairing and, um, you know, he's earned it. He's earned that spot. And right. So, you know, things happen that, that you don't necessarily see happening. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it is how it is what it is, but, uh, you know, as far as, you know, I think Simon will do well. And, uh, you know, if he plays alongside Mo for a long time, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be really tough. There's going to be some, some sorry forwards out there that are going <laughs> to get off the ice bruised and, and beaten up more nights than not. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I don't have to worry about that. No, definitely. No, those, those are two pretty big, uh, uh young people. Uh, I'm going to ask you about a couple other defensemen, uh, their first year in North America. 
and and, and then we'll move on. Uh, Albert Johansson, who uh, uh, not as, as big as Mo or Simon, but uh, six feet, uh, seems to have some uh, nice offensive tools. Was the early scouting report? Uh, uh, what do you think of Albert Johansson? Yeah, I think pretty that was pretty spot on. You know, not the biggest guy, but he but he, he's got some skills. He, he can move the puck well, and he's a good skater. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, I've enjoyed having him on the ice in front of me too. And, um, you know, you, you, you see these guys have little spurts here and there about, oh, you know, like like what's what stood out about them, right? Like what's what caught a scout's eye or what caught the general manager's eye. And, um, you know, it, it's exciting to see these young guys, you know, you know playing well playing with confidence and he's done that he's played with some confidence and and he's not afraid to to make a you know make a, a high not high danger but a high risk pass or make make a play up the middle or skate himself out of trouble um you know he's been he's been he's been good he's been i think last night last night he played with simon and uh you know they were probably that was probably our best deep pairing last night so well that, well that's that's good to hear i mean i i've heard really really pretty good things about him and, uh, you know, the, the speculation when training camp started, if there was going to be maybe somebody coming out of nowhere and perhaps uh, making the Red Wing roster, it would have been Albert Johansson. But, uh, uh, and so it's good to hear, see, that he's progressing nicely. And another player who's always intrigued me because, and every time I bring him up, uh, uh, Alex, I always say his uh, uh, either player, you know, the pundits either love him or can't stand his game, and that's Emil Vero, uh, who is also, uh, uh, you know, uh, 24 games played, three points thus far, uh, but he seems to be a, a player that is at least intriguing. What can you tell us about his game thus far? Yeah, I think he's similar to Albert and where, the, you know, they're not the biggest guys, but they're both really good skaters. Um you know, Nero's got a, he's got some offensive upside for sure. I know, like you said, he only maybe three points in 24 games played, but you know, he's got a good shot. I see it in practice every day. You know, he's got a good shot, and he's got a nose for for finding guys or making plays. Um, I think it's just you know, like I said, everybody's path is different, and you know, the way things play out for whatever reason, you know, some guys progress faster, some guys takes a little longer to to get going and uh, you know i think he'll i think he'll he'll be he'll be good here you know he'll he'll figure things out it's his first year over here and um you know it's it'll it might take some time but it'll it'll come sometimes things take a little longer for for guys but it'll come yeah and his skating ability uh you know i mean if you can skate you're giving yourself a chance certainly and uh uh, last player i want to ask you about on the griffins roster uh elmer uh, uh soderbaum uh Obviously, his size is intriguing, but the thing that's always impressed me is a man his size to have the soft hands that he has. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was definitely what stood out from camp was just how gifted offensively he was. You know, he can stick handle the puck. He's got a heck of a shot. Um, you know, and he... He, he moves really well too. It, to see him, you know, sometimes go in and out and and make guys look silly. It's kind of, it's it, it's not kind of. It's really impressive to see him do that at, at his size, obviously. And uh, 
you know, I think for him, it's he's had a, a good start, um, you know, in his time over here, and, and he had a you know he had a good start uh, with the Wings this year. Um, got hurt, which kind of stinks. You know, sometimes you right. know it can go one way or the other. You know, you you were feeling good, and then, and then you're on the sidelines for a couple of weeks, and it kind of takes away that that momentum that you had. Um, but uh, you know, I think it's good down here. You know, he's going to play a lot. He's going to play big minutes, hopefully for us. And uh, um, you know, if he can get that confidence and that that swagger and and, and learn how to play both ways, especially you know, and and you know, he's he's a gifted player, like I said. Um, but I think he's sometimes he's got to kind of tone it down and understand when to make a play, when to live to fight another day. And, um, you know, the, you know, good things. I think, I think good things are going to come for him. Do you find yourself being with the Griffins now? Um, and not that you weren't with the Red Wings, but, you know, obviously, as you said, NHL best league in the world, everybody pretty much knows, uh, uh, you, you know, how to play or what we need to do to be successful as a team and as a, a, an individual player. Do you find yourself, I don't know if coaching is the proper word, but maybe speaking up a little bit more or pulling a guy aside and saying, hey, I see this, I see that, because obviously in your position, you the game unfolds in front of you. Um, maybe a little bit. It, it's It's tough. Um, you know, I, I try to be a leader. I try to more so be the kind of guy that, you know, you can look at and, you know, see is doing the right things and doing it every day. Um, like being an everyday or, you know, showing up to the rink, warming up, you know, getting your workouts done, recovering, right? Like working in practices, you know, like being prepared. Um, and like I said, being consistent with it. And I think that's probably the best way that you can do it is, is by, by doing it every single day. Um, and, it, and then it's easier to, to talk with guys or, um, you know, back up something, you know, if somebody, you know, needs whatever, you know, just like to have a conversation with somebody, it's easier to do it, you know, and, and you're not, you're never trying to hold a guy's hand or, or belittle them or, or speak like you're bigger than them in any sort of way. It's always you're just trying to look out for their best interest, best interest, and you know you're trying to navigate them as well, right? Like everybody's going right. through something in this world, and um, you got to realize that you know these aren't they're not just hockey players, you know they're human beings too, and everybody everybody's brains wired differently. Um, like it, like I said earlier, uh, talking about like what makes a good coach and. Um, you know, you can talk to, you know, I can talk to Elmo one way. And then when I go talk to Simon, I can talk to him a completely different way. Right. Uh, right. It's, you know, two different, two different guys, two different, two different minds and thought processes. And, uh, but you have to get to know them. You have to get to know the individual uh, t- to really understand what makes them tick and, and what would be the best way to, to go up to them if they were having a little rough patch or, you know, if, you know, you know, they had a tough night. How do you go about, you know, pulling them aside and just saying, Hey, forget about it. You know, like, um, cause it's not that easy. Right. Like you, right. you care about any, anybody can go up to a guy and just say, Hey, don't worry about it. Shake it off. Get the next one. You know, anybody can say that, but to really mean it, to, to you know, that really, I think have an effect in what you're saying that you gotta be, you know, be genuine about it. So, well, you know, obviously, and you know, genuine's a good word because that's obviously, uh, 
what you are. I mean, you're a, a, a very genuine person. And uh, uh, I, I know we talked about, you know, the Florida game and your last game here in Detroit and maybe where your mindset is. But knowing you and talking to you now, I find that I, I think that you seem to be obviously feeling fairly good about where your game is at right now, if I, if I can say that, and that if you haven't worked your way yet back into the NHL, you're very, very close. Do you feel that same way? You know, I'll I, I just you know leave it at I feel really good about where my game is at. Um, you, you know, I feel like I, I've been consistent and uh, I'm not worried about anything. I'm not worrying about tomorrow. I'm not worrying about this afternoon. I'm not worrying about the next shot. Um, I'm just playing and I'm, I'm enjoying my time and I'm enjoying being on the ice. Um, and I'm just reacting to things and, and, and dealing with it as they come. Um, you know, and if I, if I'm able to get another opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to stick up there and to play a game, um, you know, I'm going to try to make the most of it and just not think and, and do and, and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Well, you know, and I, I guess one thing that you can worry about, and I, I, you, I, and I think you might know where this is kind of coming from, but do you believe that the tide has turned in football between Michigan and Ohio State based on the last two years? I don't think so. I think if you look at those, this game this year was a couple big plays that they that they that got burned, and um, you know, I think if you want to look at the the two semifinal games, uh, you know, one team got got embarrassed, if you want to say, and then there was another team that again, you know, a couple big plays they that, that kind of cost them. Um, you know, I think the whole world was maybe hoping for uh, a rematch of uh, Ohio State and Michigan, and I know where I was going to put my money on if that was uh, to happen. But uh, you know, it is what it is. So we'll right. see well, what happens next year. It would have been interesting if they would have played for the national championship together, because I I would imagine that uh, even though the Michigan players themselves were saying, "Yeah, bring it on." I'm pretty sure that maybe Michigan's fan base was, do you really want to play these guys so soon? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially after the way that they uh, they did take care of business. But, you know, during this whole rivalry where the, the Buckeyes have been dominant, you know, they had many, many chunk big plays against Michigan. I mean, I, I, I would imagine that's probably when two teams of fairly equal talent meet, it's big plays and turnovers seem to be the deciding factor. Yeah, well, usually those big plays are a result of, you know, mistakes, missed assignments or whatever you want to call it, and that's, you know, that's how most games are decided is, you know, who makes who makes the most mistakes, who, who has the most turnovers, and you're probably going to lose those games, you know. Um, you know, a couple big runs, and, and, you know, how does that happen, you know? Guys are, you know, just missed assignments, or they didn't, you know, weren't doing their jobs or whatnot. Um, you know, I'm not... I'm not a football guru. I'm not a football coach, so I can't really tell you exactly what where a guy should have been and whatnot. But um, you know, usually I, I feel like if a big play happens like that, it's probably somebody missed an assignment or you know just a little mistake here or there, and and those things are obviously amplified at, at a high level like that. So I would imagine going into that game, and then I'll get off this, I promise. But that you, like most uh, Buckeye fans, must have felt that the game in Columbus 
based on what happened last year and the way Michigan celebrated, that there was no way Ohio State was going to lose that football game. Yeah, honestly, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't too confident. Um, you know, I, I I was I thought we would win, but I just was. It was a weird season. I thought there were games where the team looked that team looked really good, and then I thought there were games like the Penn State game where I was like, this game feels a little closer than it should be. Um, so you know, again, I'm not a football genius. So I, it, I'm more of just a fan and, and, and with an athletic background looking at it, but uh, could be a little bit overthinking. But um, you know, it is what it is. We'll see how next year goes. Yeah, we'll see. The game's in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's pretty loaded on offense and without C.J. Stroud. But the Buckeyes, you know, it's that old thing. And you, how many times you've heard this about recruiting? Uh, you know. Uh, they don't recruit; they just kind of reload, you know. And so, absolutely. Uh, and Ohio State is certainly one of those programs. All right, Alex. Anything? Uh, um, I, you know, on a personal level, everything's good. Now, I I know you you lived in Detroit, and you know, family moves with you to GR. Or are you making that commute? Um, no, <laughs> I'm in. Uh, I'm in. I'm in GR. Um, staying at the hotel. Uh, Emma, Emma stayed back home with, with the boys. Um, it's just a little easier with the dogs, uh, just keeping them cooped up in a hotel room is not the, not the best thing for them. So this way they'll get to stay at home and, and relax and enjoy their time. But I, I usually make the trip back almost every day. So. Oh, really? So, well, you know, it, it really, I guess one good thing is, is that, uh, you know, if you played for Edmonton, so to speak, I mean, they're, uh. Uh, there, uh, you know, Bakersfield is a long way away from Edmonton. So, uh, yep, there's a lot worse travel back and forth between, you know, the minor league team and the NHL team. That's for sure. I've been pretty fortunate now playing at two organizations where it's just a couple hours drive up the highway. So, and, uh, all right, Alex, with, with that said, I mean, I could go on, I could really sit here and talk to you for a long time. Uh, I always enjoy, uh, speaking with you, as I've said many times, yeah, I wish you nothing but success, nothing but luck. And uh, I have a feeling uh, the way you're playing right now that uh, you will be back up here in Detroit where I think you should be and where you belong uh, sooner rather than later. It's always uh, a pleasure talking to you. And thank you for joining us on the Red and White Authority. Yeah, thanks for having me. Art, always great talking with you.